All right, finally back at it for the next episode of the Mature Tour podcast with both Ian and Zach today. Hello. Uh, we're going to be talking about some uh, innovations in the car world, specifically autopilot systems. We're going to talk about comparing uh, GM's Super Cruise to Tesla's autopilot because apparently GM has the winning ticket and figured out exactly how to create the perfect Super Cruise system. From what I've heard. So, the, I mean, we've started looking up some reports talking about it. But uh, from what some auto reviewers have given, it, they said that uh, Super Cruise is the best one to go with. Uh, which is a little surprising. Because, again, GM, GM's kind of been lackluster a lot lately. Um, their, their move towards the EV world is actually surprising. Uh, and uh, they're actually delivering on that because a lot of the decisions they made up to this point haven't been that great. When they did, the, when they remodeled the Silverado for the 2019 mo- uh, model year, that went off against the Dodge Ram at the same time, and the interior for the Dodge Ram was leagues above GM on that one. So they kind of missed the boat there. There's quite a few other things that they missed. But the Bolt EV, when it originally came out, nobody bought it. There's like a handful of people. I was actually surprised I saw one on the road because of people talking about nobody bought this car. It it seemed like it was a flop and not even worth investing more time into it. But GM decided, you know what, let's go ahead and not only give it a refresh for 2022, but they decided let's go ahead and make a second version that's a larger variant of it uh, that they call the Bolt EUV, uh, electric utility vehicle. And they put in this Super Cruise system, but apparently, I forget from the review that I was watching, what's missing from it. Oh, um, it doesn't change lanes on its own. That one you actually have to do. No, and it's also limited in like in like the fact of freeways and highways. It can't go on like any street or whatever. Yeah, so it's yeah, well, most so most autopilot systems are they go off of mapped roads. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It has to have already been mapped prior for it to actually fully work. So if there's something that's de- that's determined as an unnamed road or unmapped road, it won't acknowledge it. Um, but most people are using it for highway cruising. So the majority of the time that you're using it, it's on a road that's definitely been mapped and you don't have an issue with it because most highways are marked. You, everybody knows about the highways and and Google has just about every one of them. So are you saying that the Super Cruise doesn't do lane change? On the Bolt EUV. Okay. That's that's the catch. Okay. So okay. Th- so the super it cruise saying, it is saying on Cadillacs, uh, yeah. Cadillac and Tesla are the only ones that have lane change. Yeah. So Cadillacs, the Cadillac Super Cruise system of why it's at the top is it does everything that it's supposed to as a as an autopilot system, and it does that does include if you put the turn signal on, it'll change the lane. It'll make sure that it looks to see if there's nothing around it. And then it'll freely move over on its own. But the Bolt EUV, while it does have the Super Cruise system, doesn't do that feature. That's the only thing it doesn't do out of the Super Cruise um, features list. So, which is a little interesting that that's the only thing that you leave out of it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you, you know they're you're trying to push for everybody to start buying the you know the electric vehicles. Maybe it's they still want to test things out, make sure that everything's good. Um, well, everything is just a testing out thing until like however many years down the line. It's until they get it perfected, I guess. Right, and I think that uh, so that'll probably be that that'll probably be next episode is what we're going to talk about is the innovations in the car world and specifically those kind of things. Um, you know, it seems like the uh, actually that'll be a separate topic is the testing in different models to see what works. Um, Because that's what it seems like they're doing. They're, you know, you test it out in one model and then, okay, it's good. So we can go ahead and put it in this model and sell more that way. Um, Because if everybody likes it in this one, then obviously they're going to love it in this one. So we might as well push it in in multiple areas. So you would think that you would want to have it, the full system, at any level. Um, Because if that's what's going to sell the car the most, obviously you do that. But it seems like they're still holding on to, well, if you want the full experience, you need to go with a Cadillac. But it's like, but no, I'm looking for an electric car, not a Cadillac. So, well, uh, Cadillac did just announce that they're, they're making the Lyric, is what it's called. And that's their electric vehicle. Let's see, let me check that out. So that's, that's going to be coming soon. Maybe that'll have their full, that'll be the first electric car with the full Super Cruise system. Um, I don't know. It, like I said, it, it's weird now. Based like off it. of based off of this this article that we're looking at, um, Super Cruise uh, on the Cadillac CT6 sedan scored sixty nine out of hundred points in Consumer Reports testing. Tesla Autopilot on the Model Y, which is interesting that they only did the they looked at the Model Y. I guess it's because that's the latest model, so that might have the most up to date thing. But that scored a fifty seven. Um, then Ford's Copilot 360 system at 52 points, Audi's PreSense at 48, um, and a total consumer reports evaluated 17 systems as part of this testing, which a lot of people, when they review cars, don't actually look at all of these systems because I honestly didn't know that a lot of these were in all these other vehicles. The only ones that are talked about are Tesla and now the Super Cruise from GM because it's finally something that dethrones Tesla. Tesla has taken the the everything. They've taken everything as far as they're the king of the road because it's electric vehicle that works. They found a, a model that actually works. They figured out how to get it to you know be able to do everything that's possible. And they threw this autopilot system on there, which people talked about for the longest time of just cars being able to drive themselves. Well, so. I, th- I think in some cases it's just everyone trying to be a little bit. I don't want to say lazy, but I mean, right. if you can, but so many people just look at their phones while they're driving now anyway that it, it might just well, be safer. And it's interesting because people on like Instagram and TikTok show that they, you know, they take a nap or something while their Tesla's driving, and the reality of the situation is that video is not real at all. That person literally just closed their eyes for twenty seconds to get that for that real or whatever because the way these systems are set up you cannot take your eyes off the road so even when it's cruising on its own you have to be looking at the road you have to be able to in case something goes wrong you have to be able to take full control again Mm -hmm. and the teslas if you're it's every like 30 minutes i think it'll start to buzz and say that you need to or no 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 
it's every few minutes it'll make a sound that you need to grab a hold of the wheel um, to register that you're still paying attention. So you can't, you literally cannot fall asleep and let it cruise down the road or anything like that. It it tells you you need to be paying attention, and if you don't grab a hold of the wheel, it'll actually deactivate the system. See, I'm glad that they're doing that, but in a case, it's just tr- them almost trying to defend like the name of of their product. Like, hey, it hasn't had this many accidents. Well, but that's because you're trying. That's because you're still like making people have to pay attention to the road, which is not what people really want with these systems, right? Well, yeah. Well, it's also not self-driving. It's just four different safety measures in a trench coat called self-driving. It's adaptive cruise control, where the car just watches the car in front. It's adaptive lane centering, where it just watches the lanes on the side. And then it's um, emergency braking, which ties into the adaptive cruise control, which is watching the car in the front. And then in the case of Tesla and Cadillac, it's adaptive lane change, which, again, that's looking at the lanes of the road. It's not an artificial intelligence driving the car. And when the lanes are faded because of traffic and just infrastructure not painting them deep enough, then it needs you to take over. Like with the Tesla telling you to grab the wheel and stuff, the Cadillac, the the Escalade, uh, self-driving Escalade, if it thinks you're not paying attention or if it can't make out the lane anymore... It starts to do a, like this loud beeping, and then the dashboard flashes red, and it basically instructs you to put your hands on the steering wheel. If it doesn't, it starts to slow down, and it gradually comes to a stop with the hazard lights on, and then it calls their, um, what is it, uh, North Star or something? On Star? On Star, yeah. It calls, yeah. And then it calls, it has On Star call you <laughs> to ask what it, what the hell is yeah. wrong. Yeah, so I like remember the, these self-driving things, it's more so just, I mean, fancy cruise control. Like, when's the last time you guys have really right. used cruise control? Like, I use it sometimes when I'm driving for four hours and my foot gets tired. But I mean, like, at I, the end yeah, of the day. Only when I'm on the highway. That's the only time I'm using it. And it's just so I can relax while I'm on my drive. Like, That's I it. would, all I would recommend self-driving for is people who are self-aware enough that they are a bad driver that they would trust the machine first, and most people are not self-aware like that. Well, and honestly, the the rate that, you know, there's still accidents happening, even with all the safety tech and everything, there's still people being stupid and unaware. You honestly do need this. This is, you know, society is heading in a direction that is not good for drivers, and uh, you're going to need the car to take over and do everything for you because people can't do it anymore. See, but we're, just not, we're just not at that point anymore, though. Like, we're, we're not at that point yet. I'm sorry. Because yeah. well, the cars and, just can't. And again, we were talking about that in the electric um, episode that it seems like the governments of the world are pushing it faster than it's than it's ready to. Let the market decide, not you guys. Um, but that'll get on a different tangent that we, that we don't need to go, go on. But again, as you were saying, Zach, it, it, that is what it is. It's not an artificial intelligence doing it. Um, you need to be aware. It, you need to be conscious the entire time. And I know, um, I think Ford has it, and I know for sure the Super Cruise system has it. It's a little camera on top of the uh, steering wheel that looks at you. And if you're not looking at it, if you're either looked away for too long or if your eyes are closed or something, it'll 
it'll register that you it needs to do all of this stuff and I, that was the surprising part was that it does do all of these things it'll slow down to a stop which if you're in the middle of a freeway that would be a terrible thing to have happen and it'll call on stars like make sure that this person's okay like they're not reacting to all of these you know alarms and alerts saying that the car is stopped oh i'm sorry super cruiser i don't need you to tell me i'm a crappy driver i can do, I can do that myself <laughs> yeah i fell on sleep for a reason super cruise let me sleep <laughs> i spent a buttload of money to make you drive me yeah. not for me not for you to yell at me like my mother so i can get an uber wait but can i, I have see, a, can, can i have it yell at me in a small anime girl voice Oh God! Come on, give Jesus it to me. Christ! Be I'm sure you can with a Tesla. I'm sure Elon Musk is on the same page as you there. Oh, he probably is. I hope uh, so. That's why he has the the ability to, to change up the horn and everything else. So it could probably do a lot of things. See, because unless they do that, I don't see a point in like not self driving, <laughs> just check, like road checking every crap. I don't want that. And it is interesting that there are cars that they're developing that are supposed to be fully autonomous vehicles. Um, I, it, it's exciting to see happen, but you just said uh, Uber, and that brings back what we were talking about in the electric vehicles uh, episode, that do these things in certain segments first. Quit putting it at the consumer level right out the gate. It's like, try it in the commercial segment, make sure it works, make sure everything's good, make sure it does exactly what you want it to do. You know, if the ultimate thing with canceling the sale of gasoline vehicles is that you want to reduce carbon emissions. Start with the biggest one of them all, which is trucks. Massive semis on the road are probably emitting the most carbon emissions. So change those over because they're the ones that actually need it the most. Trucks have the most difficult time going uphill. And if Tesla is actually able to do this, and go uphill faster, that's obviously where you want to have that go. So making these innovations and changes would be better at the, that level and having autonomous vehicles that can get you from point A to point B would be perfect for taxi cabs, Uber, Lyft, all of that stuff. But well, at the same time, you put people, you wouldn't need people anymore. Since at, so, least, uh, since at least 2015, 2016, Uber's been testing self-driving cars in Pittsburgh. Right. Um, I remember they, that. They actually, it, I actually, I've seen a few of them. They're weird. Yeah, the, yeah. the last one I saw was literally like right uh, on South Side, and following it was a cop car and two ambulances. Like I was like, how worried about this thing are they? <laughs> well, but I noticed that there is a there is still a driver. Yeah, no, that's what I was gonna say. Uber had reached out to me in 2016, 2017. They were looking for people to test drive them, and basically what you do is they take you to a racetrack and they have you do a driver's test to make sure you can handle emergency situations and then they would have you sitting there and all you do is you just sit there in case the vehicle starts to malfunction or lose control or anything then you grab the wheel and take over yeah but those are not purpose-built self-driving cars those are just like ford fusions with that have been adapted for exactly. it yeah, that have a supercomputer added to it because that, that's what i noticed that, there was, yeah because there were things that looked like Google. volvos yeah well yeah because it, it has like the same spinning camera on top mm -hmm. of it um, which was weird to look at. I, I remember I spotted one of them and I just seen the article uh, about them being in Pittsburgh and then I saw one on the road. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really weird to look at. And it's not normal, but I, I could you, I could get used to it. Well, the thing is, though, so, if it becomes more mainstream, there's going to be con they're going to make it pretty. Yeah, they're not going to make it pretty until it's out of the 
commercial sector and well, the, until reason, the reason you're seeing that figured out the That's reason the you're seeing thing. that is uber in pittsburgh is because uber, uber because pittsburgh is a very mapped out gps region they know what the area looks like so they're able to have an ai basically do that but for these cars like most of the self-driving stuff is being used for long distance drives and they don't have that much mapping yet yeah and i mean i could see these you know i don't see it becoming big in small town usa but you know new york city la san diego pittsburgh philadelphia columbus all of these major cities i could definitely see it happening there i would not be shocked if in my lifetime i would see um non-self-driving cars get banned from big cities like new york city or detroit anything like that where it's like where traffic is just always really bad and if every single car in those cities are self-driving and hooked up to the same mainframe then there's going to be no traffic traffic is just going to be because of people getting in and out of cars but everything's going to move as one unified thing yeah, no one's gonna have anything to yell at about driving anymore. I mean, yeah, oh, they'll find something. Yeah, <laughs> people like, will find. Well, what they as long as something exists, people will find a reason to complain about it, no matter what. But I mean, yeah, it, it again, it would be interesting to see this happen, and obviously, it'll it will happen in our lifetimes. We're all below thirty, so over the next fifty years before we die. I've honestly said, I'm like, by the time, in the next 50 years, the technology probably will not let me die. That's going to be the thing. Like, by the time I'm 80 and I'm like, you know what? I've lived a good life. I can go out now. The hospitals are going to be like, no, no, no. We can suck a lot more money out of you. So you're going to live for the next 40 to 90 years. And it's like, no, I just want to die. Put my soul in a self-driving car so I can be like a haunted <laughs> Stephen King movie. I, I've been a car guy my whole life. Just put my brain in the car and let me be. <laughs> well, if they let you live 40 to 90 years, then we might actually approach singularity where your consciousness can be uploaded into a machine. What type of machine it is, that's for them or you to decide. Like, uh, oh, what the hell, two and a half men, what's a, the, Evelyn, her, uh, she ha- she's going to have her head frozen and then uh, reattached to a monkey robot. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I support that uh, decision 100%. We need that in our lives at some point. <laughs> Planet of the robot. Apes, please. <laughs> but I, I am excited for the possibility of a fully autonomous self-driving car. Not for me. I spent a lot of time driving. Like, I learned to drive when I was 16. That's been 10 years. In 10 years, I've done more driving than most people... Well, not most, but a lot of people do in their entire lives. Oh, yeah. I am confident in my abilities as a driver, but there's a lot of people who just aren't good drivers, and hell, even I make mistakes... But, like, there's a lot of people I would rather see a machine doing the driving for them than themselves. It's kind of like how when automatic cash registers were coming around, like, that was a big thing. And they're like, how can we trust a computer? And then studies came around. The average human being makes one mistake in 300 transactions. An automated register at the time was making one mistake out of 3 million transactions. And it's only gotten more reliable since then. Right. It's going to be the same thing with self-driving cars. Absolutely. It's kind of a Wild West scenario right now. And I 
don't think I want Elon Musk to be the big cowboy in that Wild West, but that's what we got to deal with, apparently. I do be riding that horse. <laughs> Giving us the Dogecoins all around. But, I mean, uh, I, yeah, anytime that something new happens, people resist it, people don't like it, people try to push it down. Um, I get that. I and Humans I'm, are very traditionalist. I'm, I'm with, I'm with the, honestly, in this, in this scenario, I'm with a lot of the car community because... What you're doing is you're going to get rid of the fun from it. You know, if you move to all electric and you move to all autonomous vehicles, there's nothing for the car guys to enjoy, you know? And it's like, you're just, you don't care about them at all. And I mean, you could just play Forza. It's good to be, it's good to have a hobby. You know, that's the thing. See, here's the thing though. If it has to be self-driving, it has to be electric or it can't go on normal roads, there's going to be a boom in racetracks. Oh, yeah. Like, not big ones, because, like, there's not that much land, but, like, just your track, like, basically just, like, sized-up go-kart tracks. Well, so yeah, people I, can just be cool beat the hell out of their Honda Civics or beat the crap out of their Mustangs, you know, do what they got to do. And there's just, there's always, as long as there's, as long as there's a market for it and there's money to be had, then they're going to do it. And especially if it can be taxed. Oh, and this is unless it's weed. This is a topic that uh, <laughs> this is a topic that uh, we'll, uh, we'll tease for a, uh, a future episode that uh, I have a buddy who does drag racing and I want to have him on to discuss the world of drag racing and, uh, you know, automotive sports because we talk in drag racing or drag racing. The official drag race. Combine them both. No, 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 no. Automotive. No. We're talking about okay. automotive. <laughs> All right. I so got what you're talking about. We're, no. we're not. We're not getting RuPaul in here. No, 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 no. Um, but it, it. But we can talk about that. We can talk about you know speculate what's going to happen with all this you know is it is that just gonna win out more because the thing is so many people I see a lot of things on Instagram of people complaining about takeovers that. You know, people people show up and act like a-holes and ruin the fun for all the That's the everything. I know. Oh, my I know. gosh. That's, are we, that's wait, are we talking about cars? Are we talking about st- Escape from Tarkov? <laughs> oh. But, yeah, I mean, it, I see post after post. That call, all the car meetups keep getting canceled because there's some guy who's there who wants to show off his car, and he gets into an accident, and the company that's sponsoring the the meetup says i don't want this to happen anymore so you got to get out of here you oh can't you mean here. like h2oi <laughs> where it's been officially canceled every year for like since the first year it existed and it's just because it the city got trashed and it gets trashed every single year well and even but, like um monterey car week keeps keeps getting massively changed because there's there's at least one guy every time that's got to be an a-hole. And it's like you keep ruining it for so many people who, who go there as to enjoy as, cars. As soon as the guy that's got gelled up spiky hair, a muscle t-shirt, and gym shorts, and sunglasses pulls up in a V6 Mustang, you might as well just start packing your bags. because He's yeah. going to whip that thing into the crowd or into someone else's car, and then yeah. it's just going to be funs over for everyone. I love Mustangs, but... 
Right. We attract. We bring out the worst in people. I've yeah. I've noticed that Hold every up, up. every Mustang owner does These not things drive get right. canceled. These things get canceled. Yet yet there's concerts every year in like every city where the arena and everything around it. I get. I get. It's the money thing. It's because no 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 no. Kenny was banned. Kenny oh, got he was banned. banned. Yeah, he was banned okay. for a few years. That's why. That's why it was. Was he back like last year? Yeah. Or well, or he before? he uh, that was after his. Uh, sentence had been carried out. He was like three years. He wasn't allowed to come back to Pittsburgh. But also, to be fair, car shows don't really bring in a lot of money because it's just a bunch of people that spend all of their money on their car uh, against okay. concerts who they spend all of their money on concerts. So they're just going there like, oh, yeah, I just spent $180 so I could be in the spit pit. Uh, and I can't wait to go spend $65 on a T-shirt that they're going to sell the next venue over. But uh, I'm going to feel like they ain't going to do it. So I'm going to get this T-shirt and I'm going to go in the spit pit and I'm going to drink my drink my $8 beer. And I'm going to get punched nine. in the eye. I'm going to get punched in the eye by someone's <laughs> yeah. alcoholic stepfather who's shirking his responsibilities. <laughs> And now I'm going to get in my Ford F-150 there. I made it relevant. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, we, we could go on a tangent about the concerts and where they've ended up. Because, quite <laughs> frankly, that's that's a whole shit show in itself. But, uh, yeah. What's a profanity? Back, uh, back with the... <laughs> Back with the uh, autopilot systems, because uh, that's where we uh, want to keep today's topic at. <laughs> I want to see autopilot on a motorcycle. Uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be so terrible. Like I'm, I'm already, I'm already worried about like a computer controlling me. But like if I, if I'm on a like a literal like just if, like. <laughs> Tin can riding around with no walls around yeah, me. I'm even more scared. If you let autopilot on a motorcycle control you for for at least a ten mile destination, you get the bike for free. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you let it do a wheelie. But your your heart rate cannot go above eighty five beats per minute. <laughs> wait, wait. It, so would that count if I, if it goes above as I'm walking to it? <laughs> Don't put it uphill. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So let me go ahead and pull up some of the specs because I, so what I want to know is what exactly is all from, is it just the four, um, four things that you mentioned, or is there more to it with these Uh. um, autopilot systems? Because, I get so, hands free. I get the the biggest thing is that they want to go hands free, and everything's being added in to go hands free. Well, because that's what people um, want. You well, know yeah, I mean? but that's because they want to be able to tax and they want to do everything else that's not focused on the road. So yeah. is that is so? It was a bit of a hyperbole. I'm sure there's probably more things into that going into the Escalade and the Tesla than just that. But the point I was just trying to make was that it's not artificial intelligence yet. It's just multiple different features working together. Yeah. And it's not quite at the point where it can handle unexpected variables besides a car merging into it or a car slamming on the brakes in front of it or a car coming up behind it. Right. And I see a lot of videos of uh, ca- of um, Tesla still crashing into other vehicles. So, like, they, they talk so much about... Um, the, They're eliminating the competition. 
about how they have this system that stops that is aware of an accident because I see a lot of them where you know people slam on the brakes and the the Tesla knows to move out of the way. It's like get out of the way because you you you're you I can't stop in time and we're going to make impact so let's just move out of the way and it does it on its own. Um but it, it, there's even times that that doesn't work. So yeah, there's there's room for improvement on everything. Um Tesla still has a long ways to go. Seems like GM still has a lot already figured out. Um and it's truly amazing how many cameras are being added in. You know, like the big thing for GM that they talk so much about is the rearview mirror is no longer, you don't need to look through the mirror to look out the back of the car. You flip the thing and it shows a camera that's at the back of the car. Um, There's also uh, merge cams. So basically it's on the fender. So when you're about to merge, it just shows you the blind spot and everything else. That Yeah, that's the best thing from... Uh, that Kia developed that in the gauge just the gauge cluster uh, in front when you when it's all digital so only certain models have it when you turn on the turn signal in the the circle to the whichever side that you're going to merge to it pops up the camera on the side of the car that shows the blind spot so you can actually see if there's something right there that you need to avoid before you uh, slide over which basically eliminates the need for turning your neck. So I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I some of these some of these innovations. I don't know if they're needed. I don't know if they're necessary. Um, it is good that they have. It seems um, like that's what a lot of automotive manufacturers are kind of indicating is that they don't know if these innovations are worth the investment. So they're just kind of sitting back and letting Tesla and GM do it because the. Cadillac and Tesla are luxury brands. Yeah. And so they're going to make a lot of money off of just selling the software and the hardware, at which point, you know, Ford, Honda, Kia, uh, even like Volkswagen, they'll just buy it. Yeah. They'll just buy the software until they develop their own that's on par. That's why everybody makes fun of the Toyota Supra is because it's a BMW in disguise. Because uh, that is exactly why I make fun of the Supra. Because the Supra had needed, a, they wanted to put an inline six in it, and rather than develop it themselves, they went to BMW and said, "You know what? You have one already. Why don't we just go ahead and put that in there?" No, and that's what they they put that in there. No, they just got they just all they got to do is bring back the two JZ. Just call it the two JZ two. Uh, yeah, there there were there were things that they, that probably would have made that so much better. But like not being a BMW. But the decisions that they made, it's like everybody's just like, this is a, you you basically made a mock Z4. Like, you should have just let them have the Z4 and just do it that way. And instead of back in the Supra. day, like, I'm not saying Supras were cheap, but they definitely weren't expensive. Yeah. And so having the Supra be as expensive as it is, is just, that's not, it's not what a Supra is supposed to be. It's it would set up be for like, failure. It would be like Honda bringing back the S2000 and charging $45,000 for it, which I'm sure they're going to do. Probably. Just like they brought back the NSX, and that is basically baby's first supercar. Well, and a lot of people Aww. talk about that's a slept-on car. They, so many people have said that 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 thing is 
it does live up to its name and it, it, fantastic but, car right it's it, fantastic it's turned it's out just, that it's actually a very fantastic car but so many people have just not acknowledged it that mm-hmm. it exists it's like now it's it's back and it's just as good as it used to be but well, people it, haven't again, acknowledged it because everyone got all hyped up because they're like oh yeah the nsx is coming back like an affordable sports car right. at least by sports car standards and what they got was basically kind of a watered down supercar that has phenomenal performance great bang for the buck but it's still the price tag that it is and you know i feel like that's not what the c8 is though that's exactly what the c8 is is it's a it's a they, they've hyped it up to be a supercar but it's like it's just a sports car it looks like a supercar but it's just a well sports then that car. would be the opposite because i'm saying that the nsx the old school the first generation and second generation that they had in the le mans it's that was a sports car that did supercar level. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That, yeah, and okay. I so get basically, you. yeah. So like someone could afford that feasibly. Right. And with the new NSX, only so many people can afford it. Wait, wait so... But with the Corvette, all they need to do is make sure that, you know, single, recently divorced father <laughs> who is going through his midlife crisis and wants to hit on girls fresh out of high school can afford it. Yeah. So, so are you guys, would you guys be for or against like normal cars looking? I mean, not saying like driving or even acting like supercars, but looking like supercars because a lot of those supercars are really nice, in yeah. my opinion. Well, and that's where, that's where I, we can bring this back in with the, um, all of this technology. I, seeing the innovations going forward, I'm curious as to how they're going to do it with these things. You know, the the new Lamborghini Sion is the first Lamborghini to actually have a hybrid system. And that's what they're planning on doing for the next V12 system. But how are you going to start to incorporate all of this stuff into that? That's what I want to know. That's going to take a lot to do. And again, these, these car companies need to figure this out now because, yes, the electric vehicle... It, if the if they weren't doing such a push for it right now for the electric vehicle world to explode, we wouldn't see this for another ten to fifteen years. Um, well, I don't think we're ever going to see at least in our in our time we might, but I don't think anytime soon we're going to see like a self driving system in a hi- in like a hypercar or a mega car or a supercar. We're not going to see that because well, the thing is like. People buy them to kind of flex. Yeah. And you're not going to have a robot that, you know, does everything for you. And the thing is, like, you're not going to have a robot that breaks the law. Right. Like, the only time it's ever going to go over the speed limit is when it's following the flow of traffic. Yeah, which is a buzzkill for it. If the sports car is going above the speed limit, it gets pulled over. Like, they're going to ticket the owner, they're going to ticket the sports car, and then suddenly it's just this big. Is my supercar Thanks. gonna tell gonna tell that gonna tell on dad for me, basically? Yeah. Well, so let me look this up um, for Lamborghini because it seems like this is basically what the Terzio Millennial was setting up to be. You know, they're they're showing where everything is going to go now. Obviously, a lot of the stylistic cues from the Terzio Millennial made its way over to the Lamborghini Sion. But yeah, it's a futuristic electric concept car introduced by the manufacturer uh, and developed in collaboration with MIT. So that was the biggest thing because they developed the, um, what do they call it? Flex capacitors. 
It was it was weird because uh, oh supercapacitors that's what it is um, high capacity supercapacitors in lieu of batteries because um, it was it, it was different and it's like built into the wheel so there's power that's generated from the wheels for the battery so it's like they they're they're making it understood that they know this is where we need to take things this is the future and we need to work on it but. Again, I mean, it's an awesome looking car. Everybody talks about how amazing the Terzio Millennial looks, but uh, you're going to take out the fun. You're going to take out what makes a Lamborghini a Lamborghini. You're going to, and, and I, I'm curious to see how this goes for Ferrari. For I mean, Porsche, Porsche took the storm with one of the, um, the as they call it, the triple crown for. Uh, cars in what was it 2012 i don't remember when they came out the law ferrari the ferrari law ferrari the mclaren p1 and the porsche 98 spider were the three cars that came out at the same time that dominated everything and they, they showed that it was hybrid technology and a hyper car those were the first examples of it and since then, you know, there's a lot of things that have changed for all of these manufacturers as they start to adapt and figure out these systems. Finally, Lamborghinis jump on board. Bugatti still needs to figure something out or else they're going to be left in the in the dust as well. Um, but again, I, I don't know if I can see a hypercar being able to do what you want it to do and do all of this. I saw the little snippet on there that it's saying it's got autonomous capabilities but only for racetrack driving that's the dumbest most useless thing i've ever heard of it's probably just a proof of concept because it's just like why are you gonna go on the racetrack so your car can drive you around for you like yeah if you want it like i guess it's so that lamborghini owners can have fun at drag strips as well because mm-hmm. the whole thing with drag racing is just having a fast car but if you show up with a lamborghini they're just going to tell you to leave yeah i don't well no the people with the honda civics are going to be like all right let me take a crack at it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i don't know where they're going to head with this um you know like i said there were certain things from the Terzio that made its way into the Sion, which is the production car. So this was just a concept that they said, you know, this is a cool thing that we could do. This is where we want the company to head. Then the Sion comes out and introduces hybrid technology for one. So it's got these super, super capacitors in it, but it's still a V12 engine. So it's got both in it. Um, and that's the first hypercar from Lamborghini to do that. So it's showing that that that's they're making their strides going that direction. But, you know, I don't know what to expect from all of these hypercar manufacturers. Now, uh, I did say we did talk about in one of the episodes, Bugatti did buy Remak, which is a full electric hypercar company. Um, So that's honestly where they may start to benefit, where they can take some of that. Maybe they are developing something um, and we could see that soon. But. I don't know where this innovation is heading, uh, and I don't see, again, I don't see autonomous vehicles happening. I don't see autopilots making their way into this. I I don't know. I don't think that it's, I I don't think people are going to buy the cars if they have that. I mean, if it's not, I mean, mean, they'll probably still buy them. They just won't use them. 
Yeah. They'd be like, oh, look how cool this is in my garage. Well, I, if it goes if it goes fully autonomous, I don't think that'll happen. I don't think anybody can buy that. I mean, yeah, but if for, it's only autonomous, then you're basically just paying for a really, really expensive carnival ride. Right. So, yeah. So, that I don't see. So, yeah, obviously, if, it, if you're buying a car that has autopilot, maybe you can have fun with it. Maybe you could use it. I, I, it's debatable. But... I don't think I would trust this car to do everything that it's supposed to at like a $3 million price point and not like be scared shitless the entire time. Like if this thing had the adaptive um, lane changing or it could do that on its own, I would be scared to put the turn signal on and let it move because it's like you better see that there's something coming, that there's nothing around here if this is a $5 million car moving across on the road. Well, on its own. If I had never, well, I have never driven a Lamborghini before, but at that point, if I had never driven a Lamborghini before and I had to merge at like 50 miles an hour, I might let the machine take over so I don't accidentally feather the accelerator too much and eat the car in front of me. Uh, I mean, you would have to put, they would have to put rev limiters on these things. (laughs) They would have to have rev limiters and speed limits on these in order for the things to work because everybody would want to play with it. Again, this is a toy that you play with. This isn't, you know, you, you take it out for your weekend drives. You go show off to your buddies. You go racing against each other. That's what you do with those kind of cars. So if you have an autopilot system and you want to engage it, you have to be going a certain, I mean, I think Tesla has that. It has to be, it it will only go five miles over the speed limit. Like it will not. Again, they, they can't design a car that's going to break the law. Yeah. Because then they'll never be allowed to sell it. True. Which is unfortunate because crime is cool. <laughs> Rules were made to be broken. That's, it, the, that's see, a terrible, that's terrible advice. Don't listen to that. Bones see. were made to be broken. <laughs> but like, not even just like that reason, but like all you want, all you want autonomous driving for is like vacations or hour drives, which... I don't know about you guys, but for me, I don't drive more than like a half an hour, 40 minutes at the most. And most of that's like around other cars where I don't want to be autonomously driving. Right. Yeah. I don't. A lot of the things that they're doing, I I don't see. So like you said, I could see that being useful in a road trip. That's a great feature for a road trip. But I don't want to take an electric vehicle on a road trip because like I said in the electric vehicle episode, if I'm trying to go to the beach, I want to get there as soon as possible. I don't have to keep making stops for half an hour to charge the damn thing. Only half a freaking tank. Because that's the thing. You do it for 30 minutes and it's only half a full charge. It's like, uh, so I have to wait a whole hour to an hour and a half for this thing to fully charge so I can go to my next destination to have it fully charged for another hour and a half. It's like, that's just delaying my trip. I want to get to the beach. I'm going to enjoy my vacation. You're just slowing me down. Well, I mean, over time, that that power efficiency will just get better. But, I mean, for right, right. now, yeah, it does suck. Well, yeah, because, like, um, the new Hummer EV has, like, a 533-mile range. Just, that's, that's, I don't even think that's, like, the expanded pack or anything. I think that's base. It's just dawned on me that... Having an electrical vehicle called the Hummer is actually the most appropriate name for an electrical vehicle ever because that's just the sound it's going to make. 
So I guess it is a good thing that it returned as a, as an electric vehicle. It and finally, that's what it should have started as. It finally reached its full potential. I'm so happy about that. Uh, yeah, for fun. once it's going to be a Humvee that's like, it can actually move. <laughs> hey, I mean, that crab walk feature is pretty cool, but... Uh, Oh, that's neat. That's cool. If yeah, that, can do that, that is for me. Cool I'm all right with that. But uh, I think just as the uh, the Hummer has come full circle back to where it should have been, uh, I think we'll bring this to a head and uh, call it off here. Uh, we'll start to think of. Um, I honestly think the next one we need to talk about the innovations. Um, go further into that. Some of the different things that need to be introduced to cars, and some of the things that are being introduced into cars. So we'll discuss that going further in the next episode. And hey, in the comments, share a picture of. Your Honda Civic. I bet it's groundbreaking and cool, and we've never seen it before. Yeah, if this is the first time you're listening to us, please hit the subscribe button um, and share with anybody that you think might like cars and metal. So we'll see Comment. you guys in the next episode. We're so episode. desperate, and if you do it, then we don't have to start like begging you in the middle of the episode <laughs> and saying, like, oh, only, only, only 17% of you are subscribed. Uh, uh. Only 17% of you are playing Raid Shadow Legends right now. Come on, man. Yo, don't give them free advertising. You know who actually you know who loved Raid Shadow Legends? Adolf Hitler. And Raid, give us money and we'll stop saying bad things. <laughs> All right, we're gonna head that we're gonna cut it off there. We'll see you guys in the next episode.